0: Your boy's obsession for the game has to surpass yours. And if you're not seeing that, if you're not seeing that from your son or your daughter, just take a back seat till the penny drops, because you can't force it.
1: Welcome to Behind the Boots, a podcast where we have the rare opportunity to hear the unique stories from parents and carers who've navigated youth football.
2: In this episode, we were blown away by Aneo's bravery in reflecting on mistakes he'd made on supporting his son while at an academy. Some deep feelings were shared which may resonate with some of you. Now, if this episode gave you food for thought, then don't forget to subscribe and download the Number One Fan Club app. Today we're joined by Aneo. We're going to explore your journey through your football, your experience and that of you supporting your son. We know you have so much wisdom to share with our parents. And this is quite unique to hear the stories of others going through this journey um, together. So, Naeo, let's start with finding out a little bit about you and your journey in sport or in football specifically. Where did it all begin?
0: Football. I grew up in East Linton. I went to Holloway's boys' school. I started playing football from a primary school called Grafton. And then, obviously, I transit to secondary school, so I started playing football for the for grassroots team. And then from there, I got into academy—not academy, but it's called a School of Excellence, or yeah, School of Excellence back in the, back in the, okay. in those days. School of Excellence. So, and it's one day a week, but I didn't even know I actually got into a professional club. I thought the club was like a grassroots club. So one of my friends just say, "Look." my dad takes me to a place called Letting Orion. and I'm like oh, ah, they're Grassroot Club like now I just thought they were Grassroot Club it's only until I got to the training ground to the training facility and I thought this is a bit more 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 serious than grassroots right. Club the coach is screaming at the kids the kids are really good my first day I really found it difficult I just couldn't keep up with the kids I'm like wow these kids got great touch so little, it's tiny, it's smaller than me. But... <laughs> so then I realized that Leonorin was a professional football club. Mm. And I thought, okay, right, that makes sense now. That's why they're a bit more serious. And then from there, it just, everything, it was just like a six month period. Everything just went crazy. I, um, I went into I went to Holloway boys school. The school team was amazing. My year was amazing. Like really, we was like top, top team in London. My I, can feel your,
2: I can feel your back there. I can feel your At um, What age was this in there? Um,
0: obviously the year that I was going to secondary school, so I think that was like 12. 12 mm-hmm. yeah. I think that at year seven. So I, I started playing football at year six, like towards the end of year wow. six like, at, um, primary school. And then year seven, it just, the football thing just went crazy. I'm from Islington and I got scouted for Arsenal. You know, the way the Arsenal, I got a scout for Arsenal at Market Road playing for Islington. And then the Arsenal scout came up to me, he was like, Yeah, I've heard a lot about you, you're mouthy. And then he said, Do you want to come down to Arsenal? And I said, yeah, I would love to come down to Arsenal. I thought who wouldn't, I was to Arsenal.
2: Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Who wouldn't want to go to Arsenal? Yeah, who wouldn't want to go to Arsenal? <laughs> so fast forward, Aneo, to. Your later years in the academy setup—did you stay at Arsenal? Or did you go somewhere else? Sort of up to 16. So,
0: funny enough, I was playing a district match and I was playing against a team called Brent, and there was a mouthy kid, and he was like, "Yeah, I play for Norwich," and I said, "Yeah, there's a Norwich scout over there," and I looked over there and I said, like, and I went after the Norwich scout. I said, "Yeah, I play for Arsenal. Can I get a trial with Norwich?" And he said, "Yeah, come." And that guy's <laughs> name is Roy Massey. And it goes, come down. Yeah. I got a trial with Norwich. Norwich wanted me to offer me a schoolboy form straight away. I for schoolboy form, kit, boots, <laughs> the bling. Oh, I, said, I said to Arsenal, see you later. Bright lights, <laughs> bright lights. I bright, lights just
1: ask, yeah. What were your parents? Like, bright what was life. the sort of parent involvement at this point? Did your parents get involved at all? Did they come watch matches? Were they interested or were they just not interested in this football thing?
0: So, if I tell you a story about the parent's thing, Sometimes they didn't even know where I was. Oh. They didn't even know where I was. So I might go to Norwich for the weekend. Those days, I think the mobile phones just start to come out. They'll phone me and they'll be like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at Norwich, playing football. (laughs) And then they'll just say, bye, see you. the
1: 1980s. Is this the 1980s? 1990s.
0: Yeah, 90, 90, 93, yeah, yeah, those it's times. we yeah, those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, was, you know the brick form, the, the flip form. No, the, the, it was non-existent, the support. Yeah. How would you get,
2: to, sorry, now, how would you get to Norwich?
0: How do I get to Norwich? So Norwich used to give expense, and they had a um, a player liaison that organised the London boys. So even, though, yeah. even at that time, they were good. They were still... Kind of safeguarding, kind of people, so they'll yep. make sure they'll get a, the, the train. We're old enough for the time. Remember the Norwich days? I was more like coming out secondary school. The secondary mm-hmm. school was nearly over. So we're London boys. Uh, mm-hmm. Come on, London, but mm-hmm. with a lot of troublesome boys, <laughs> boys so. growing out
1: of
2: the cages yeah. of Holloway boys.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love
2: it. Yeah. Okay, so you went to Norwich, and you were there for how long?
0: So I was at Norwich for, I've done a, under 16, at Norwich, done a YTS, so which is a scholar, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was really tough, that was really tough, because it was full-time football, you lived in Norwich, Norwich Norwich was, um, was okay, it was good, it was good, (laughs) I had a good time, yeah, Norwich was good, Norwich was really good, it was a nice, different environment, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So mm. I played as a first year. My right. well, second year was tough. When I see that it wasn't going great, I'm a, because I've done everything myself, I just went into the office. I said, look, I don't think I'm going to make it here. So can I leave? And the guy goes, yeah, oh. that's, yeah, yeah, you can go. So I went to Reading. I've done a six-month there, a year there. It was good. Mm. So that's my football journey. Okay. That was my football journey.
2: What did it mean to you? What did in those years, what did... You know being a professional footballer mean to you what did you want from that How important um
0: to be honest with you um what did it mean looking back because the memory is kind of fuzzy what did it mean to me one because the education wasn't going to be great so it was an escape it was just something to do with construction constructive and um in those days i wasn't in a gang i wasn't in a gang i'm not a gang star or anything but I grew up in the hood, so I know a lot of rude boys, and I know a lot of guys that think if I didn't have football, mm-hmm. I would have been dragged into that mm-hmm. cave. I would have been dragged into that cave. And then when I, and then I tried to get into the non-league system. The non-league doesn't work once you play a good level of football. Mm-hmm. Non-league is really hard mentally because it's like
1: "Sorry, what do you mean by that? Can you like why was it hard? Can we just so sort of, non-league? Because that's quite interesting, actually, to sort of." How can you transfer into that?
0: Okay, non-league, when you have non-league um, football, one, the pitch is not great, especially <laughs> the pitch you're training on is not great. People might say, well, you got a wrong attitude for the bit. I'm training pristine pitches. On I'm training like a carpet. And you go to non-league. And then <laughs> another thing that non-league team have is this. When they know you're from a pro club, there could be a little bit of jealousy, so... That jealousy can be, like, really difficult to navigate. It's football politics. So mm-hmm. that makes it hard in the non-league. Mm-hmm. And some non-league players are fitter. They are fitter because they're working it. They're playing football. They're working. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard in non-league. And it's politics because it's a little click. But it's not what you know. It's who you know. Sure. Oh, that's interesting.
2: So fast forward to having your own family and a youngster who clearly has shown some talent. Take us through that journey of... Supporting a young player.
0: Right. My son came up to me one day. I was, I just started my plumbing business. I was about three years into my plumbing business. Going great from the world get go, my plumbing business, he business was going great. And um, I always watch football in the house. My wife knows I play football, even though she didn't really come and watch me play only. <clears throat> and then one day my son came home. <clears throat> he came home and said, Dad, I want to play football. I looked at him, I'm like, I'm busy with plumbing. I didn't really take notice of him, but he was a pest. He kept pestering me for about a month. And I said, am i am not going to even do this if I'm going to take you to football and then run a business? That's going to be hard. <clears throat> and um, yeah, and then he just carried on. So I eventually took him. I called a guy up, took him to football. And then he was playing. I didn't really take notice. He was playing at a development... For Enfield Rangers. And then I was just looking around. And I thought, I'm looking at my son, and he's running around. And I'm like, oh my God, my son can't play football. I was so shocked. I, said, I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked. I said, my son can't play football. I've just seen him fit him, but he's a kid. I'm, so because in my mind, I thought, ages gonna get um, my son's gonna get to 10, 11 and I'm gonna train him to be the best footballer. But while I'm doing my plumbing business, let me grow that business. But the realization that a five-year-old or a five-year-old was running around and he couldn't, keep, he was running the opposite direction. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought football is something that you just get automatically. And But he was quick. He was really quick and tenacious and aggressive at the time. So I thought to myself, nah, this is not on. I do something about it, this is not on. And then that grassroots team that he was playing for, the guy goes, no, nah, no, nah, he's okay. He's good. So I just thought, is this guy lying to me? Do I not know football? like?" So he's like, <laughs> so then eventually they invited him to the grassroots team to sign on a Sunday. So I thought to myself, how am I going to juggle self-employed and running football? And then we played a team called TFA crowd Change. Hello. That's when I saw a kid, a six year old kid, do a step over against my son. And yeah, I'm not even going to name no names. <laughs> I saw this kid do a step over against my son. I was, and, the, the, and my son's team lost 14 0 that day. And it was like a light bulb moment. Boom. I thought, nah, if there's kids like this, playing at this like at my son's age playing like this i'm doing something wrong i'm not active and honestly speaking to you guys i think looking in hindsight that's probably the worst day of my life Aww. but saying that then I've, and then i start asking for those kids um birth certificate i was like i want to know <laughs> This is not normal.
2: I don't remember being at that game on that day. but I don't remember being at that game on that
0: day. 14-0. I remember it clearly. And what saved the manager of the other team was, one of my friends was the opposition parent. And he goes, nah, 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 mate, now nah, Those kids, they were big like you. When you was younger, they were like you. Remember, you used to dominate the whole school. That day, I was just for, I Googled that TFA." Check them out, yeah. That's when my academy obsession kicked in, and that's I thought it. to myself, Right, right, here. we need to get to work. We need to. So, I followed that team, I was following their Instagram uh, or their no, Facebook, I was following them for a while, and I thought, Okay, there's a level out there, and we're gonna get to that level. Wow, so yeah, we are gonna get to that level. We, that
1: level. <laughs> I we, like yes, it we,
0: already. We are gonna get to that level, and um, me, and you kid. <laughs> Yeah, we we and then um a couple months later my son got s- scouted for um Brentford and I was even disappointed him to get a scout for Brentford. I thought oh, I didn't need to get scouted scout for Arsenal because Brentford in my days were really terrible. You will not, I will pick a grassroot in my days over Brentford. Brentford was really terrible. So in my days, Brentford was not great. And um I was really disappointed that he got scouted for Brentford. But we went, but the scout said, Listen, Brentford, they're onto big stuff. They're onto big, they've got a dome, they're doing big stuff with the kids. It's not like in your days no more. So I took him there. I took him to Brentford, and he was doing all right. And cut a long story short, he improved because I was like, now following this TFA um, uh, entity and seeing the boys' level. And then I'm motivated. And then I started my own academy, my own little grassroots team, yeah, just to bring my stuff in-house. To mm-hmm. say, well, I'm going to train my son. I'm going to shape him the way. And then uh, from there, we had, a, we had an ambition to get to Arsenal. Wow. We had an ambition to get to, or I had an ambition to get to <laughs> play. I think after one game, he played for Brentford we was going past Arsenal training ground and I asked the guy I stopped at Hale and I said can we just come in for a minute the guy, the security guy looked at me he goes yeah you can come in so I showed my son I said do you want to be here this is where Arsenal academy train do you want to be here I can make it happen for you and then the my contacts and the scouts he got it he got it he got his trial start playing for Arsenal um, but they didn't tell me about Cat 1 parents Cat 1 parents are, because Brentford was Cat 2 at the time. So it was a bit more family-oriented, cosy and nicey-nicey. Even though, yeah, it's still academy, visually really vicious environment um, with a parent. And then um, Cat 1's even more vicious, more and more.
2: When vicious. you say vicious, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean as a parent on that journey?
0: Look, competitive. Um, become competitive. Um, first and foremost, I would just say, look, so all the coaches that I've dealt with in the academy system, if I've wronged you and make you feel any way, I really, genuinely apologize. Really, um, really apologize. Uh, I'm a man and an artist, say, so I'm sorry if I've treated you, speak, spoken to you anyhow. Parents that will feel, I really apologize. So that's I'll keep that short and brief. But in terms of vicious, remember the kids and parents are they're making comments and snide comment and. The worst thing you might say something about a kid or oh, that kid hasn't done well but then that kid runs past you and looks at you with his innocent eyes hello how are you okay so academy can be very vicious because everybody wants to make it as a footballer their son is the next best thing but one thing i didn't realize is that it's a long journey the journey is different every every kid's got different pathways different pathways what you Care about under nine means nothing at under 15. What you care about under 15 means nothing at under 21. Mm. So it, it, it is not, we all think under 15, the, the reality is that when you get to 11 aside, a lot of kids are really exposed at 11 aside because there's a lot of factors that kick in at 11 aside fitness, dietary, injury, growth, um, obsession about the game. Are you willing to do that? Box to box, are you willing to do that run? You know? Yeah, little... It changes
1: little... a lot. It changes a lot, the game. Yeah, it huh? changes From a lot. Sort of six
0: aside, seven aside. Yeah, it changes a so lot. So the thing is, so parents that are under nine now, all I can say to you, and some of them are looking at me like, what was he talking about? My son's, my son's talk. We train every day. Yeah, you can train your son every day. Two weeks out with an Osgood's injury, everything is learned over a six-month period. He'll forget it like that. He'll be rusty like a bucket. So <laughs> I'm being honest. My son, he was like probably one of the most skillful boys within his age group. Good feet. Oscar's, I didn't even say Oscar's injury came. Which is a growth injury for those yeah, people growth that, that No, isn't it? Yeah, growth-related injury. My son even struggled just to even, the coordination. He has to relearn everything. So parents start up overtraining now, long-term Long- term, they might pay for it, so you gotta manage, it. you gotta really work with the club. yeah, even though they might feel that they you don't trust the club, work with them, really work with them. because eleven aside, eleven aside is important. Eleven aside is important. Even some teams now, they don't even bat an eyelid on small side of the game. You see a lot of crowd watch the first game. your son's playing eleven side in the academy. How many coaches? And Scout turns up and watch. Because mm. they really want to know what those boys are like at Side. Yeah, they really want to know. I'm, so I'm, it's a long game. It's a long game. And you got to be patient. you got to be really patient. Um, I don't really want to school parent, um, parent. Because the thing is, Academy, you can say things to parent now. People do what they want to do anyway. So They'll go through it. And they're going to learn their lesson. They're going to learn... Because there's been times, I've been around older guys when my son was young and they were telling me, oh, you should be patient. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. We've got this. We've got play. We've got this. We've got this. And then the same man, two, two years or three years later, you're looking at me, He's got it. Yeah, you're so right. So parents will go through things. Eleven level aside is the biggest factor. Mm-hmm. And don't think because your son might do the first year, great at level aside is constant right through to the first team. Does that make sense? So that's the uh, academy. Academy. There's politics. Football politics is 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 is, is, is kind of detrimental to English games Sometimes the football politics in England is really brutal. It's politics, uh, and you can't really describe it, but you can feel it. You can't really describe football politics. You can feel it.
1: And then when you, I just want to bring you back just to keep on that journey for a minute, in terms of. You said when you first played that game, 14-0, and it was the worst day of your life in somehow. What do you see now? What's changed for you? Because at that point, you thought, right, this is on. We are yeah. going to be the best, right? What, how do you see that now? What's changed? What do you see differently
0: now? What do I see differently? Um, differently is that the journey, you're not in control of it. You might feel like you're in control of it. As a parent, you're not in control of it. <laughs> that son of yours is going to be a teenager and he's going to tell you he's mind. He's going to tell you exactly. And then on top of that, yes, he's your son. But it's also, he's got a mother. So his mom has got a saying in it. My wife's got a saying in it. And another thing, this, the saddest part of it for me is that when I speak to my son, I really can't speak to him about anything else other than football. Mm. And that pains me. It really pains me that my son's got such a fantastic relationship with his mom that it's not about football. Talking to my son. How was it today? Good. So, yeah, God obsessed. So, the football is, I've built, I've built my relationship with my son on football. And trying to undo that is really hard. Trying to undo that is really hard. So,
1: Have you said that to him?
0: Yeah, we've had a bar, I we've had like- an argument. We've had an argument. And he goes to me, Dad, the only thing we can talk about is football. Hmm. And that just, it burns me. Yeah, Because you want to, it's not normal, is it? Just to be able to talk football to your son. You obviously enjoy it and everything, but I want to be able to talk to my son about, but obviously he's not going to tell me about his girls, because... <laughs> I'm like that's your thing, but I, I, don't, I don't know what can I talk to him about. You but those know, things, can,
2: you know, what, the beautiful thing about 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 your situation and air is that you like like your son's sixteen is not sixty, right? So okay. you've got time. Things from, got you have an awareness now which you didn't have then. So there is time. There's time to heal and mend that relationship. Uh, you know, and I think again going back for, to to Kat's point, um, a, a, what do you think? drove that entanglement in his journey again just so other parents who might be on the same what do you pathway. mean what do you mean? Why, why do you think he was so over involved um in his performances and relationships with the club that he was in and perhaps other parents what do you think was going on for you
0: right well let, let's be honest this is the the hardest part of the question because I always ask myself, what is it about this kid that is... What is about football that you like? And it's got to be something that... I don't know. I know women are getting involved, but for me, I think there's a there's an element of ego. It's that man warrior. My son's a baller and I can go out there and say, yeah, my son is the guy. Do you know what I mean? He's the, he's the guy. Because I've seen men that if their son hasn't played well, they feel like the pussycat's like you just feel like so I think there's an element of that that drive that warrior mentality you're sending your son out there he's conquering the opposition and he's doing well and he's beating the opposition and all that so that's a that's it's got to be a manly thing I don't know I'm not going to just put it to man because there's women doing it now I mean, do you know what I mean That are doing it so I think that that's that um that is and it's also a talking point as well from um, I talk to my friends about hey we We've had conversation with guys. I've had conversation with guys three hours. I don't even think when I was speak, trying to court my wife or trying to date, her, I had three hours conversation. <laughs> but football, we've had three hours. And you, dad, you know who you are. So don't even say, "Oh, with this guy, your man." He you was the same guy on the phone with me for three hours talking about football. Yeah, I've had conversation. So it, it's nuts, not it? It's not I
1: think so many people are going to relate to you. You, you being honest like this, people don't, people, I think people kind of know they're off track. I said to a dad the other day, he was screaming at the sidelines. His kid is crying um, after every match. And I said, what, what's going on with this? And he's, this is not a game. I'm not here for fun. But I think you, there's a sense that you are involved in it a lot, but I think you being really honest and verbalizing the way you have is going to be super helpful because I think we can all fit listen. I'm a woman. And I, can, I have a sense of what you're saying too. We get over-invested in the outcomes of games, how our son's playing, how they're showing up, their attitudes, what they're bringing. It's so easy for parents. This is part of the reason we're exploring this. It's so easy for parents <clears throat> who are giving up because you were saying you've got your own business. There's almost a decision you are committing to a big journey. And it's not always clear as a parent, who are we being, right? Mm. Um, So I absolutely love that you've been so honest about this. If you are talking to that guy that is totally on the phone for three hours, thinking about the match earlier that day, who did what, what happened, what is in the car, wants to go, rerun the whole game with the child again, and her, mums, like what do you say to that person?
0: So that person, I want to make a point here yeah, in terms of so I want this is to the academies, to the academies, to the coaches and the academy in general. Financially it costs the parents money. It really does. Because if I'm a plumber, my rates, I charge like 150 pounds an hour. Yeah. There's time my phones are blowing off, like really going off. And I'm at, I'm there ignoring 150 pounds an hour. And then we they might have about like four or five phone calls. And that's 500 pounds gone. So a minimum parents are contributing. It's about seven to 8,000 minimum from the parents is running around. So those um, the academy really have to appreciate that. They have to appreciate that. And that pent-up frustration is a pent-up frustration because that parents now is thinking, I'm sacrificing my growth because it's my growth. I'm a 40-year-old guy plus my growth. My sons are nearly not at the end of his stage of, especially the academy football. My son's in America now, so he lives in America. He goes to school in America. He's playing in America. So all of those stuff is down to him to do now. And he's got a good program. But it's a pent-up frustration because there's 40-year-olds that are at this, CEOs and doing well, and, and world beaters and doing well. But we, as academy parents, we're sacrificing our growth because there's, it's not just taking your son to the academy. It's the extras. It's the planning. With Arsenal, when I was at, my son was at Arsenal, Arsenal did this thing that I couldn't even understand. We had to be there for 5.30. They don't start training until, until probably about 6.30. No, they want you to be there for five, but they don't start training until six. But well, Brentford was like, you could be there, you just got to be at 5.30, you go straight into training, come out training, you're going home. So it was a shorter period, like turnaround period. But Arsenal, you could be at Arsenal for four hours through in in, the day four times a week it's a lot of money it's a lot of money also did compensate expenses and all that they did compensate and all of that they do one club i don't want to name them but there's many clubs mm-hmm.
2: like that yeah. but yeah a lot of clubs have different processes don't they um are. so what would you say though to parents or to people that might say okay but there is that commitment and you sacrifice a lot but that it's a choice to, like, to support a child in that journey. Would you have made a different choice had you known the journey?
0: No, you wouldn't um, make that. You wouldn't say, oh, say if you had a different choice. No, you would operate in a different way, just differently. Does that make sense? And you put things in place. Like for me, I put things in place. I, you have to, I'm self-employed. A lot of this stuff can only be done middle-class self-employed type of kind of characters. The nurses and the nine to five people, their son's not in the academy, not a lot of them, not everybody, I'm not gonna generalize, but can, I call it the people that have got flexibility. People that have got that power to gain flexibility can do academy stuff. And the majority of the time is people that have got decent job, they're probably high up and are self-employed and they can do that. So, but it's all, remember it's a pent up frustration that you're not growing. You can see, don't get me wrong, some academy our parents are well off you now and they can, they don't. Money is not a problem to them. But a the majority of us, we're still trying to build our own empire. So mm-hmm. for me, as a young guy, it's a bit of pent of um, frustration that I'm sacrificing your um, uh, 12 year old, 9 year old. You got sacrificed. Right. Too. You got. You know, this is not a game. Right. That's and, and there's a
1: pressure. About, there's a pressure there. there there's a pressure. All you you got to make this
0: work for us. Yeah. yeah. One thing, I'm gonna say, if you're doing it for the money, yeah, which a lot of people might say, well, no, we're not. Yeah, we are. We won the car. we won that 150 grand a week salary for our son eventually. Yeah. Football is not the only way you can do that. Mm-hmm. There's many ways. And I'll tell you what, a lot of footballers don't own football clubs. Yeah. A lot of said this statement, a lot of footballers don't own football clubs. So the people that own football clubs are business people. So that means they've done it through other routes in their life, you know, through business, IT, computer. So you can, your son can bust in anything other than football. And it just, it don't need to be football. And football, they can still
2: enjoy, they can still enjoy football yeah. in another way. Footballers
0: don't own football clubs. If a footballer's don't own football club, who's playing the footballers? Mm. Somebody that's invested their time in education, coding, business, marketing, all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. So you got to be, Smart. If you're doing it for the money, you're doing it for the wrong reason. If the boy is obsessed and he's, en- he's obsessed about it and he's enjoying it and he wants to do it, yeah, really help him out. But don't try and, I'm not going to say cliche, don't try and live your dream through your son. Back off. That's okay. my thing now.
2: I mean, that, and that's great. That's great advice, Aneo. Um, what did your son feel about the journey, especially in that, that time where you were, you were very over-involved? At the club. Um, How did he feel about seeing you like that? Was there any response from him?
0: Was there any response from him? My my son is a very clever kid. He is a bit of a poker face, so he wouldn't really let you know his feelings, but he can tell his mom some other stuff. So I'm overpowering. So his opinion didn't count, but I'm going to be brutal. His opinion didn't count. Mm -hmm. (laughs) His opinion didn't count. Mm-hmm. What, what you gonna, what? you're going to tell me what you're nine years old what, what do you want to know yeah you're training yeah come on let's go your opinion didn't count because I had a vision for you the vision is that you're going to be a footballer yeah. it doesn't matter his opinion count now because he can speak for himself he's a man he's going to be bigger than me soon at that nine years old his opinion didn't count mm-hmm. I didn't care about his opinion and his opinion did not count I, I chose all the club for him so yeah that's how brutal I was. Hmm. That's how ton of vision that I was.
2: Does so, he articulate how that felt for him now?
0: Yeah, through his silence, he's, he's become a brutal person like me in his ways, isn't it? So, through silence and through saying no, I'm not doing it. Hmm. You get me? That's where the clashes are coming in now. The clashes are coming in now because. I didn't respect his opinion. It, he it's know, also, but
1: he's a teenager as well, right?
0: He's a teenager. Yeah. He's
1: a teenager. Yeah.
0: They can. Yeah, but he's a, he's, he's, <laughs> everything we tough. do is wrong when they're a teenager as well. Yeah, everything you do is wrong. But he's a nice kid. <laughs> he's nice. Um, to be fair, I'm quite lucky that I've got a, a good wife that I see. I could be hard, a taskmaster.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie.
0: I can be very hard. In, my, in those days, I was very difficult because I was pent up. I was all... I'm sacrificing buying two hundred pound boots and I know. fulfilling um giving up call out charges and so I was angry mm. in my I was there. a what, therefore what? the the clubs I was in that just for well, I was mad that mm. was just well,
2: for oh, I was mad and then an so what was the consequence of that aside from so you talked about the obviously the family relationship with your son but in terms of the sporting relationship the clubs or clubs that you went to after that what was the consequence of your involvement like
0: I'm... oh toxic toxic very toxic mm. toxic really toxic um it was I wasn't rude to them I wasn't but I was just stubborn super stubborn like to the point like I felt it was like I own the club mm. very toxic big mistake mm. big mistake because you're never gonna win that battle it's not your club, you're there on a the privilege.
1: And what did that look like practically? What do you mean by that? Give okay. us an
0: example. Um, if I look at it, if I, um, um, come back to my head, if I give in a little narrative, so I said, they're mugging me off. This is violation. I'm not taking this, this is unacceptable. I'm calling the coaches on Sunday, when he's at home with his and missus and kids after the game, I'm upset. You're uncontrollable em- emotion. You're livid. Yeah. Yeah. You can't wait to go to the next training and have an act with the coaches and speak to them. I wasn't like in their face all the time, but I was just there, set my face. I was never happy, but I never, it was, I didn't trust them.
1: And why do you think that was? Because it's so interesting to me, like such a different parent from your parents. Like, it's, And do you think it's because you play football, you felt, like I know something. What do you think made you not trust those professional coaches or um, that environment?
0: Let me on. Um, paint myself like i'm the thing they've got egos as well so Absolutely. those coaches they've got their own egos remember they're young but they're young some of them coaches are actually play with them and they were my juniors they might play with them they were my juniors um they've got their own ego and they've got their own agenda so i call it in the academy there's two things that go parallel the coaches might want to go up the ladder but he's going up the ladder with the kids. So, so we see that. We see a little bit of the injustice. There's a bit of injustice in mm-hmm. just. Don't think that will drive parents crazy. There's, there is a little bit, a, a bit of injustice in, in, in the academy. But it's not your club. So mm-hmm. you just got to give. You just got to take what you're given. It's not your club. But then My improvement as a pet, um, my advice to academy, is never have a coach that is running parallel with the kids. Does it make sense? When I say parallel, he's trying to build his career. Remember, these coaches are, not my words, some parents' words, saying other clubs, are failed footballers. Some of the coaches are failed footballers, but that's not my word. I think that's a bit brutal. Some of the coaches have ambition because coaching is a big thing as well. It's a big industry because the coach. coaching. He could be a first-team manager earning big money, just like your kid is going to earn big money. So his parallel um, race is going to be um, in, in might conflict with your son. He might not want to do things for your son because his Iraq is telling him, Whoa, this is the kid we need to push. Don't push this kid. We want that that uh, we want A to be pushed, not B. But he liked B. But he wouldn't want to push B because A is being told to push A. So he's running a parallel. So that's why I think England needs to <clears throat> operate on the Dutch system. The Dutch system, a coach don't coach an age group for more than six months. That's interesting. So there's a lot of turnovers. <clears throat> there's a lot of turnover. That's a problem because and, I, and the clubs we was at, I was at, was quite good at that because what they do, because they know that exists, they bring internal and um, external scouts to come and watch the game, and those external scouts now watches those games and then report back to head of recruitment. So head of recruitment has got a different format to what the coaches now is reporting back. So he's okay. quite good in that aspect. Academies have to avoid parallel coaches, parallel. A kid is running a race and a coach is running a race and they need to avoid that. It's not healthy. It's not, you're not gonna long-term, you're not gonna produce the best. You're not gonna produce the best. And for parents, um, for parents in this day and age, especially in my age, when my era was different, you could have about six or seven boys that might be professional footballers. Maybe not necessarily at a club, but they're professional footballers somewhere else at top level. Mm. But in, in this day and age now, they're really homing on the two or the three or the, or it, at best a four. It's, you're going to find a lot of frustrated parents if they're not seeing their kids in that group. And academy needs to do better. I think they are doing better because American kids are getting scholars early. So they're drop, they're letting them know gently instead of waiting until they're under 16 and give the scholar out. Right. I think they're starting early because now he's a gentle drop. But they need to do better. Coaches can't run a parallel, right? And that's a that's one of the biggest clients. Because I'm, we had a coach from on the night to, to the time I left the club. And I thought to myself, I've got the same problem with this guy from on the night. It's just like having a school from year seven to year (laughs) year (laughs) eleven. They don't like you. Yeah. No, that would not be good. I mean,
2: I'd hope that some clubs or most clubs do have that rotation and flexibility, and see that that could be a problem if it if that's not the case. Um, and hopefully things are changing. Because that 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 would be an unfair. No,
0: but it's ultimately the club will even lose that because you've got one vision. You're not having multiple vision, multiple eyes seeing this kid to make this opinion, doesn't make sense. And even the club knows oh, oh, you're not gonna have him next year. And then you go, you go in the summer, happy thinking, okay, you not got you got, it, haven't got it. And then you see him there, folding his hand. Yeah, I'm your coach for next year. Even the club I'm at, they don't even give the, they used to do something. They never give the coach name till the beginning of yeah. Because they know the parents are kicking off. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I have a question around the characteristics of, we talk about making it, and Kat and I aren't keen on that word, but when we talk about making it, we think about a youngster having a professional career in the game at some level. What do you think are the characteristics that as a parent we don't necessarily see or know? Because you've been in the game, so we know that you've got to have skill on the pitch, right? But what is it we don't know? What's not obvious to parents who are supporting their kids in this journey, that we don't know, that we that you don't know.
0: Um, the obvious one is um, is the mental capacity. How much can your son take mentally? The challenges. It's not about. Um, how can I say? It's not about um, skills or things. Is the me- the skills it is a requirement. You will need to have that basic skills mm-hmm. and those skills. So I was talking to somebody the other day about football and. I'm saying if I was training, if I had to do it again, how would I go about it? I would train my son on the mental side. I'll do the technical stuff at (laughs) nines and tens, do the skills, do the feet. So, hang on. So,
2: you would still, in hindsight, you would still do additional coaching? Is that what you're saying? Yes,
0: i would still, because the fundamental is in the fundamental. The kid needs to understand how to receive a ball, how to control. So, I'll do those from probably about six to 10 those extra extra you know, make it fun make it enjoyable make you know this just make it fun it's not running around and laps and everything mm-hmm. and then from there from 10 till 10 to forever on the mental side is the biggest part is the biggest part it's, it's so important the mental side and what and do you see is important
1: yeah what do is, you see is important about that
0: because you need to teach the kid how to fail if they fail if they're not, say if a coach say, okay, I'll give an example. If a coach say, I want my, I want your, they're gonna laugh at me today, but if a coach say, I want my son to play, you want your son to play right back. Yeah, I want your son to play right back. Let him go and play that defensive position because he's now the, he's now, how can I say he's now the one that's being targeted? He's now the one that somebody's trying to take on. What is the battle? The mental side, the mental side is he willing to track back. Is able to do the dirty side of the game. So it's the dirty side of the game. The people that learn to do the dirty side of the game, with a bit of technical ability, are the ones that are always going to make it. Do
2: you mean so, so, get them to play in a position that they're not ordinarily? They they're
0: go, They're not even. They might not even enjoy. It. Sure. Mm. It's not about just enjoying. Things are not like. Look, we're of, Do we enjoy going to work every day? No, <laughs> we don't.
2: I you're do like, number one fan club. <laughs> <laughs> We're the number one fans, number one fans. I, you, I. You, I you. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. understand that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you just gotta let them fail. You gotta let them fail, and that failure uh, uh, the fail part is the hardest for the parent to take. Is really because if they're failing, yeah. you feel you you feel like you're failing as well. Well, you know? you've
1: lost five hundred pounds, and here they are not having a good match, and it just feels, huh? Right. Yeah. And so, do you think that's like a mental thing for parents? Do you feel yeah, like, of course it is. in the same way, we got to train these kids to kind of mentally be prepared? It's the same for us, right? We're all in watching those matches, right?
0: The biggest thing in the academy world that I, I think my wife hit the nail on the head. You're scared. You're scared that your son. You're scared for them to release your son to say no to your son.
2: Yeah. Fear. There's inse- insecurity around yeah. around that.
0: And you don't want them to fail. We want. That's why we take so much control of it. That if they do it this way, then listen, ninety-nine percent of the people in the football is going to fail at one point. Mm. They're going to fail. It's, it, it is a must. Mm. It's a must. I know it's a cliche. It sounds like some kind of like self-made millionaire book to say, "Well, you got to fail to be successful." You're going to fail. And if you fail, you might not be successful afterwards. you mm-hmm. just find you just move on to
2: something else. Yeah. And here, obviously, that the stats around the number of youngsters who make it into the, the Premier League. Um, why do you think we still support this journey for our youngsters, knowing that it's that the potential is so small? What re, What do you think that you say the money side, but let's put that aside. What else do you
0: think that makes you can't put that aside? Because the money side is no, nah, let's put that aside. We probably let's put it aside. But there's a bit that that, that might not be me. You know that I might not be in that statistics. Okay. It's just that gambling bit. So we're in effect gambling with our kids' life. That might not be me. And human, human, humans are like that. It's mm-hmm. a chance, and we're taking a chance. If you don't buy a lottery ticket, you're not going to win lottery. Mm. Have
2: yeah. you ever won the
0: lottery? Not quite, I'm still playing it. <laughs> You're quite an optimistic fella. Yeah, I'm optimistic, I'm still playing it. I just, got, oh, you got to buy the okay. ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to be in it Anybody that has sun, anybody that has is, is in it right now, whether it's done good or bad, you've got a ticket. You've got a ticket. It might not win. Not everybody will buy a ticket at a lottery and they'll win. No, mm-hmm. lottery is not, it's not for everybody. Not everybody's going to win it, but you've got to buy the ticket. So have a chance, you go buy the ticket and your son being in the academy, is that ticket. Mm. You think about it, it's a lottery ticket. There's parents now, yeah, that ticket looked like it's just about to blow off in the wind, but it's, and that ticket looked like, okay, it might really be happening, but Mm. it's still a ticket. Mm. You've
1: invested. you've invested. You've invested yeah, it's, you yeah, you call it investment, but we call
0: it ticket. On the street, we call it ticket. You've got a lottery ticket at the moment. <laughs> mm. Your numbers might come up. Mm. Your numbers well, might, I, so that that gambling element of it is what it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Because if your son do make it as a footballer, it's a is a good rewarding career mm. in terms of finances. Anything else socially is down to family upbringing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But in terms of actual the club paying you your bill, paying you your wages, it's a good industry, fantastic industry, money-wise. Mm. So why would you not want to buy that ticket?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the uh, uh, adulation and Messi's family, there I'm sure they're proud of him. Ronaldo mm-hmm. family, I'm proud of him, the achievement. So why would you not want that? Why would you not dream that dream?
2: And um, f- from a family perspective, is that would you say that's? all that's been not just your dream but your partner's dream as well how did how the family dynamics impact the the journey
0: my wife is my wife's a she's a beautiful lady she doesn't care whether somebody is a footballer or not footballer she does not care she only cares if her son goes to church and pray (laughs) to god that's she just cares about that i'm like god yeah so that's she just goes along because she's married to me um, and I'm married to her. So obviously I'm being the leader of the family. So she's, yeah, it's just the dynamic is like Anushka don't give it two hoots, man.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so. a good balance. The end to the yang. You're not I both think, on the sidelines there.
0: <laughs> she don't give two hoots. But it's not, I think for aspiring academy players to be actually. No, nah, I'm not joking. I just think sometimes it could be it, it can make the dynamic really difficult because mm. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Do you think that the top boys, the boys that make it, do you think both mom and dad needs to be going at it? The ones that really I don't know, man. I don't
2: know, man. I don't know. I mean it's gonna be I've... different for everyone, isn't it? Um mm. some people they just don't have an interest. I know two parent families that both have an interest. I know single parent families have different challenges, um, but also enjoy the journey. So I think it's a different for everybody. I think it's helpful and healthy if you don't both necessarily have the same level of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intensity. Intensity, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's helpful because then yeah. there is a balance and you can kind of offset each other. Um, so I'm also interested in, I know that you know a lot of, about the game and you have a lot of contacts and you'll know a lot of parents So they must sort of contact for advice perhaps. Um, what sort of, challenges are you hearing from other parents what sort of
0: thing right I'm
2: um, asking you for
0: I'm gonna be honest with you it's a lot of parents that I speak to is bordering and it's a main thing so I think the club needs to help the parents I don't say it will think how just have some kind of support system for parents because there's a lot of guys now that it's uh, it's on mental, mental health mm-hmm. depression I'm being honest there's guys now they're doing if I, Some of the stuff that is being done in the academy system, and I, I would genuinely now start um, getting a club to school parents on trying to enhance things, just help enhance mental health. Because one day you're going to find a kid might pass away because his dad tried some cocktail to enhance his performance.
1: Do you basically mean, like, people are, will do anything? Are they so...
0: Oh, you see that comment? I don't want it to be my math that's coming out, but mm-hmm. it's getting closer to that now. It's mm-hmm. getting closer to that. And the academy, they've got duty of care. They need to start schooling parents, like really putting leaflets at their mental health. This is not tolerable. And I even think to a point now, a certain age, I think the academy needs to start doing tests on the kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: On the kids, they need to start doing some kind of test. If so, some wow. Yeah, I'm you people- being on this thing. Yeah. I mean,
2: some people and they would argue that it's not the club's responsibility. It's like their responsibility is, is the kids um, in the same way. Mm-hmm. Develop the kids in the same way they would say at a school, you put your child in school to be taught education. You're not sort of schooling the parents. Is, is no, that, I'm not. Do you
0: well, think that's when I say different? schooling the parents, when I'm saying schooling the parents is just put a leaflets on the table. Mm. Let some other organisation... Because there's some parents that they, they could be dealing with mental health problems mm. and that trauma is yeah. come in a different form. It could come through the football. It's trauma. It's mm. trauma.
1: And it will be expressed in pressured situations. Pressured well. environment.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, it's trauma. So if you have a leaflet and say, well, phone that line if you're feeling depressed, mm. somebody might pick that up. You might have just saved somebody's life. Absolutely.
2: Well, Aneo,
1: we've got good news for you because that is what we wanna do with our project number one fan club. Um, And we would love you to be involved in that, helping us with with that. Mm. Um, What I've absolutely loved about you today is how honest you've been. And I just, honestly, that in itself is so Mm. important. We talk about ego. There's not many people who don't have an ego. All right. And it's very easy to judge people. Can I ask you a question, ladies? Mm
0: -hmm. Does women have ego? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Human beings have (laughs) ego over there. Yeah, uh, with... but not get, yeah, about football, might not be with football. Or it might be with football, but in a different aspect of it, right? It, yeah. We might not be on the sidelines, Ego, but at home, we might be making sure they're taking their, the kids taking their tablets because they want to be big and strong. And it'll, yeah, we're humans as well. And we most certainly have Ego too. Um, and some would argue that there's a healthy balance of Ego in all of us. And an unhealthy balance. We really
1: want to explore all of that, actually. That's because we see exactly what you're saying that there's, for parents, this is a mental journey too. Mm. And you described that so beautifully, I think, in the way that you were talking about. For the young people, so much of this game is mental, inner game, right? There's the outer and the inner game. Mm. Um, But we always ask parents at the end if you had a billboard that you could put up in, we're going to say academy, but you know, every grassroots, every pitch every um, academy training ground and you had a billboard to put something on it for players or parents, what would you put on that billboard? What simple message would you say?
0: Right. The simple message I will say, your boy's obsession for the game has to surpass yours because he's the boy. Your son or your daughter's obsession for the game has to surpass yours. And if you're not seeing that, if you're not seeing that from your son or your daughter, just take a back seat till the penny drops. Cause you can't force it. You will never force it. In fact, you will drive it away if you try to force it. You'll kill the love. Some people, they play football, but they don't know what it means to be a footballer. It has to be an obsession. Remember, I remember we started off the conversation. Did you was there was any parents going with you? It was down to me. Everything was me. Everything was me. It was nothing to do with my son, parent. It was me. So if you're not, even if you're taking your son or your daughter to a football and you're not seeing the obsession, just take a back seat. Don't try to push them. Because they, they will never understand. Until they want it. Until they're like, Dad, we're running late. And they come and wake you up first thing in the morning and say, Dad, can we go for If you have to go and wake your kids up, to go to football. Your son's not going, I'm sorry, I'm going to be brutal. He's not going to be a footballer. Because the kids that wants it the most will never wait for their parents to come and wait them three or four times. You'll be the first. So it's brutal. I know it's a cliche, but your son, that's why the club always say to us, Um, I'm gonna say, just the club always say, the club just wants to know, and the club knows. They know, so forget. Remember, they've got your kids. They've got your boys. They've got your daughter in that in in that building. When they go through that uh, door, they've got. They know the characters. They know what boy is really means a lot to them. When they lose, when they when they haven't done well, what boy is obsessed about it. And you will find that the boys that and this is the mental part of it now. The boys that are obsessed about it, they will always outperform outperform any kids that even if they're not technical. So obsessed, they're like, okay, I know that kid is better than me, but I'm gonna show him. I'm. With, I was. My thing was, uh, I kind of say it. the drive, the drive has to come and the passion mm-hmm. has to come from your boy, your son. And yeah. if it doesn't, forget it. Just go and build your empire.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's so, we use the word wisdom a lot um, and that your words are really gonna help
0: support. Thank you guys. You're doing a great team. job. It's help, it's come at the right time because I'm at the game now, especially in the UK system. I'm dealing with the Americans now. I'm in the UK. The Americans is even the old politics on its own. I'm de- The UK system, I'm having to work with parents that are in the UK system. I'm not in the game. I'm, so I'm trying to build my, my, my plumbing business or build my, what I've left of my business to build that back up again. But the UK system needs something like this. They need it. They need it. And the club should really try and work with you guys because they need it. They need it. This is longer for you
1: there's real power in the stories as well you really heard as well there's an, it's such an innocence even if clubs can see they think you're behaving badly right mm. there's a real innocence in it as well you want the best for your child to me there's from a parent perspective it's different mm. and we're all about that as well definitely
0: yeah so. yeah, yeah 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 remember um, you want your child to be you want at the age of 30, when your child gets a 30 nice is you still want to talk to you. Don't let the don't let the riff from football days become you might not get to see your grandkids because your child might not want you to see your grandkids because you're not a nice person to be around with. So there's a lot of healing.
2: Yeah, there's there there can be trauma developed in this journey if we're not careful as parents, I think. That definitely it could last for some time into the future. So we are gonna end on a positive note because we're here to help. We are going to help and this is going to be um, an incredible opportunity for parents to get insight into who they're being and uh, yeah, and we'll provide some resources for anyone who might be struggling on that journey. So thank you once again. You're amazing. You're welcome. Um, Thank you, Nair. That was brilliant.
0: Have a good day guys. Thank you. Bye bye.
2: We love it that you've made it this far, so thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Behind the Boots, then please subscribe if you want to hear more stories like this. And don't forget to download our number one fan club app to be a part of our youth football parent community.